Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of How to Skill a Business. I, I am Darwin, your host for today's episode, and I am with Stephen Ambrosini. Hey, Ambrosini. Uh, oh, Ambrosini. Ambrosini, right? No, Ambrosini. The S is pronounced like a Z. Ambrosini. Ambrosini. Zini. Zini. There you go. All right. So thank you so much, um, Stephen. So you're the CEO of 2020 Financial Advisors, correct? No, uh, that company, we sold that company a year and a half ago. So I'm no longer the CEO of that firm. I'm now a partner in the national firm, Prime Capital Invested, Investment Advisors. Mm, I see, because I visit your, I think your old LinkedIn profile, and then that's what I show. So well, old is correct. I don't use LinkedIn at all. I yeah. So uh, that is absolutely right. It has not been updated. I've tried to delete it. But it's impossible to delete a profile. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I visited your LinkedIn profile earlier because I tried to search you in a different way. But yeah, I couldn't show or I couldn't have your profile so that I could have your information. But thank you so much, by the way, for letting us know. And also, Stephen, how are you? I am good. I'm good. Do you want me to give you an update of where we are and what's changed and who we are today? Uh, sure. <laughs> Could you please okay. give us some information about it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I've been in this business for a long time, 40, over 40 plus years. Wow. Originally in the insurance world and then in this, and then the eighties got into the investment world. So I am, I am absolutely, I am absolutely a full blown financial advisor working in all areas of, of products and services, uh, insurance, annuities, uh, investments, planning, uh, you know, retirement plans, IRAs, all that stuff. We do it all. Um, and after doing that for many years in, our, in, uh, in Arizona, 20 plus years in Arizona, I moved to California 23 years ago and teamed up with a group of guys I've known for a long time uh, and created the company 2020 Financial Advisors. And we did that for uh, 20 plus years and built up the company to having 15 offices nationwide. And you're right. I was the CEO. One of the I was the CEO of the the insurance planning side, insurance uh, annuity side, a mutual fund mm -hmm. side at that time. And then about a year and a half ago, we merged another firm. So when that happened, uh, we uh, we had we closed 2020 the uh, the uh, the uh, LLC, and uh, I am I relinquished my role as the CEO and now a partner but still very much in the business, still very much in the planning world, insurance, and always looking to to uh, to work with clients as well as take on new ones. So that's who we are. Oh, I see. I get it now. And thank you so much, by the way, for letting us know. It's because, you know, um, it's so confused because we're looking in the, yeah, in the profile and then that's what we saw. But yeah, thank you, um, Stephen. And also, can you tell us about the history and the background of your business now? Uh, the the company I do now, or the mm -hmm. company I, what we built and, and created, yeah. what, which what you built. Well, yeah, it was uh, it was wonderful. It was a uh, we all kind of started from the same place that we grew up in the in, in the insurance in insurance slash broker dealer investment world. We all came from the same place, and uh, but in the in those early years, the uh, they these were traditional 
financial planning offices where you had your full agency with managers and producers mm-hmm. and a big core. And, and the world changed. And um, the, in, the industry started going away from that. And we started to see a lot of more of independent producers like myself. So mm-hmm. uh, when, so about 20 plus years ago, the parent company in those days, Emeritus Investment Company, Emeritus Life Insurance Company, Emeritus Investment Company, mm-hmm. uh, they started to close down agencies and they started to offer us uh, independent producer contracts where we were now kind of a breaking out on our own. It was something which they called a boutique in those days. Mm-hmm. So we, being a good Democrat and liking to unionize everybody, we kind of, uh, myself and others, we brought producers like myself together. And it kind of began in a, in a, in a hot tub uh, in, uh, in Maui, you know, during a conference where we all start talking about the future of business, what it's going to look like. And the, the, answer we just, the answer we came up with was it was important for us to gain our own independence so we'd be in a better position to call the shots. So strength in numbers, we then formed this independent union. And fortunately, the company allowed us to do that. And we became a, like I said, a boutique. We then continue to bre- reach out to other advisors in similar situations, being in traditional financial planning offices that the offices were closing and they were kind of pushing the, the representatives to go out on their own. So we, we grabbed these other guys, men and women that we've known for a long time and brought us all together. And then we now had some negotiating power, not only the contracts and, and things we purchased and lease agreements and phones and likes. But we had strength in numbers dealing with the companies as far as what we wanted to do, what we wanted to do and how we can move forward to be recognized. Uh, and then about uh, eight or nine years ago, we went to that same broker dealer and requested that we become a hybrid RIA, where we now were breaking away from the BD to form a relationship in those days with TD Ameritrade that was going to act as our custodian. So we were a, we were being supervised by both the BD and our own and our own uh, compliance officer. So we built that company, and we we uh, we again grew grew the company to the point where we had over a billion dollars in in wow. AUM. And then uh, and then what happened uh, after that is typically every advisor that's watching this screen is, is go has gone through the same experience. We are constantly getting phone calls and letters from companies wanting to wanting to bring you on and merge with you. So what I did with a couple of my partners is we created a questionnaire. And we so when that same headhunter would call, we'd say, oh, wonderful, love to talk to you, great. Fill out this questionnaire. Fill out the questionnaire. Let's see if there's a match between who you are and who we are. Mm. And then we'll go from there. A lot of big players uh, came at us and, and submitted the questionnaire and uh, we were not happy with the results. Uh, we felt we were definitely greatly undervalued. So what we then did was we went to a, a national firm and we created a, uh, uh, I, I guess, a lack of better term, an IPO. Mm-hmm. Uh, on an a independent, uh, non, uh, non-public IPO basically hired this firm to take us to market and see what we're worth. And um, we got 15 offers. We got 15 offers from national firms who then competed against us to see who would get, who would get the date, the the bell of the ball. And uh, we selected uh, one company called prime capital investment advisors for many, many reasons. One of them being, 
They allowed us to retain our independence. Many of the other firms wanted us to fit into a box and to mm-hmm. be their model. And, and you had a group of guys, men and women that were doing this for 40 plus years. We're not going to change easily. You know, we've mm-hmm. been doing, we built a successful company. So we wanted to keep it the same way. And they allowed us to. And so with that, a year and a half ago, we merged with Prime. We left the BD, but we still kept the insurance relationships. And now we're continuing to build the company that we that we mm-hmm. have with 2020 merge in the Prime Capital. Now we're partners in a firm that's got over $22 billion of AUM, and we are a part of that. So now we continue to operate day to day as we always did before. Uh, uh, the difference now is that we have a, we have a, a deeper pockets, deeper resources, and a sensational mm-hmm. network of support. So that's that's the story. That's what oh wow, <laughs> what an amazing story! And thank you so much for sharing that one here in our show, um, Stephen. And also, how did you get first started in your industry? Oh, thank you. That's a great question. I love uh-huh. to tell. It. Uh, I was a college dropout, as you see from the photo back here. I'm a surfer, and oh. I, uh, I quit school to surf. And uh, but there wasn't a lot of money in that, you know. So after uh, after doing that for a few years, I uh, I got got back into my first love, which was uh, restaurant work, and I was a bartender waiter, and I discovered I was very good at it. And I uh, I was successful as a salesman, right? A bartender waiter as a salesman. And I was successful, mm-hmm. and that measurement was tips, right? I was good yeah. at it. Made a bunch of money. So I started interviewing my clients. I started into interviewing my customers because I recognized that I didn't want to be bar- a bartender for waiting for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I was waiting on people and serving people that were making a bunch more money than I was. And they, yet they weren't any smarter. They didn't have any better skills. Maybe had a couple initials after the names, but I had the same internal drive that they had. And I started interviewing these people and I would meet people and I'd say, I'm the greatest in the world. And I make, you know, in those days, I make $30,000. That was a lot of money back then. Uh-huh. And then I meet the next guy and he would say, oh, I'm the greatest in the world. And I sell this and that and I make 45. And then I met this guy who said, uh, I'm the greatest insurance salesman in the world and I make $300,000. And that was in 1977. Wow. So that was a lot of money. And I said, you won. And I went to work for this guy as a insurance agent, having no idea what I was going to do mm-hmm. uh, and what it was going to be like. But I really went in thinking I was only going to do it for a little while. I was going to get a little sales experience and then get out and go sell something I really wanted to sell. Yeah. It became impossible to leave because it was so good. And with all the frustration and aggravation I had over the years with this career, it was always seemed better than the next career I was mm-hmm. going to do that was going to answer all my problems. Um, and I stayed. And then I'm, I'm very pleased to say that it was a wonderful decision because it rewarded myself, my family, my my friends and my clients. Um, but it also it's such a good career because I'm helping others. Yeah, uh, we make a, uh, you know, uh, we make a promise to you. Darwin, I make a promise to you 40 years ago that I'm going to do mm-hmm. this. You purchase this from me, whether it's investments, annuities, insurance, whatever it may be. Trust me, you you do this, mm-hmm. do as I tell you to do, and follow my my uh, my approach here and yeah. my, life, my wisdom. And in 40 years, everything I said was going to happen, it's going to happen. And wow. I've been doing this intangible for 40 plus years 
And now all of a sudden Darwin's retiring. Darwin's mom and dad passed. Darwin needs money to put his kids to school. Mm -hmm. I was there all along the way, providing all that funding, providing all that money, providing all those services. Mm -hmm. So I'm now at the point in my career where all those promises I made are coming to fruition and are showing themselves. And I'm, and I'm benefiting clients that I helped out, not to mention the next generation. So mm -hmm. that's the start, and that's where it is today. And it's, I'm on the other side of today, where it's like, okay, Steve, we're ready to retire. Let's talk about the money we built together. Oh, wow. What an amazing story, Steven. And now look Thanks. at you. And now look at you. Your, yeah. Yeah, your success, actually. I can see it, that you would have been successful, man. So thank you so much. And also... Yeah, um, as a um, business um, owner and also as a CEO before, um, can you walk us through to your overall business strategy? That's a really good question. Uh -huh. And the reason for that is because what it was and what it is has now changed, right? In the last 20 plus years, It was about growing the company, the partners, merging together, looking for other people to join us and becoming a financial, a strong financial entity that has some value. Now we're at a different phase because now I'm at the, I'm towards the end of my career. I'm 68 years old. I'm at the end of my career. And I now, now it's about training the next generation. Mm -hmm. So I have, I have young, younger advisors, but one of them being my son, Ben. I have younger advisors that I'm training, transferring what little wisdom I have over to them, how to get things done, how to attract clients, how to retain clients, how to benefit mm -hmm. clients, doing those proper things. Um, now it's a it's a different it's a different phase. Still very much on the personal side, working with clients, attracting clients, benefit helping, trying to help out clients. But the model has changed, and it went from it went from It went from growing a partnership to now being a producer group within a much larger organization and still trying to 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 benefit all parties. So it's 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 a bit of a challenge now. It's a little bit different. Uh technology is of course is a big thing that challenges what facing what's what's the world going to look like versus what it was then versus what it is today and how rapidly it has changed. Um Going through the mergers, I mean, we just saw that we just went through the merger with TD Ameritrade and Charles Schwab, first and third largest custodians in the world, or maybe at least, I mean, not the world, certainly in the nation. Bringing them together, <coughs> bringing them together, what challenges that bring? People working from afar, this type of communication, what's it going to be next, Norman? Is it going to be you on a holograph that you send into my office and I'm standing there looking at you as you're being beamed into my office and yeah. we're communicating? So it's so it's those type of challenges. What is this going to look like? And the AI world, what is that yeah. going to look like? These are these are the these are the new challenges of 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 our of our career. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's totally good for that one. AI nowadays is so yeah, it's so evolved actually. It changed yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um actually um let's um, talk about that for a second, though, Darwin, if you wouldn't mind. Because we're seeing something mm -hmm. that is different, that is different than it has than we've ever seen technology affect our world before. 
in the past, whether it was the Industrial Revolution, whether it was the printing press, whether it was the, the, the nation learning to read, whether it was manufacturing, machineries, robots coming to factories, those changes affected the blue collar workers. The new AI is now affecting the white collar workers. Mm -hmm. uh, code, coding was the career of the future, it's dead. Uh, edit, book editing, wow, how has that changed? Attorneys, legal services, wow, how has that changed? Accounting services, wow, has that changed? Even my world has changed in that you can do so much of what I'm doing now on the internet. But what hasn't changed is this communication between you and I and individuals. So while there may be a threat of I can go buy something cheaper somewhere else and not have an advisor, okay, you're that type of person, you want to do that, you go do that. But many want this. Many want that communication. Many want the relationships. Many want the advisor to understand who they are and what they're mm -hmm. going through emotionally and the challenges they face. Yeah. Dealing with difficult challenges. My, you know, uh, your husband passes away, your wife passes away. Is AI there to see? Is AI there to assist you with the emotions? No. Is AI there to 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 be there to to hold and cry on your shoulder and be a part of it to understand to be on the phone for an hour listening? No, it's not. No, it's so not. This world on my side where I sit hasn't been changed because it's still in importance. Maybe we're going to lose a percentage of the clientele we've gathered in the past because they want a different type of service. Yeah. But boy. The high, the high net worth, the, the wealthy individuals, the 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 busy indi busy individuals that don't have the time to do this themselves, they still need us. So that's that's very that's to our advantage. Mm -hmm. And I totally agree for that one. So yeah, um, AI is too useful, but it has a negative side as well. So yeah, it will be depend how you use it actually. It's yep. because, you know, I was born in the 21st century as well. So, yeah, I right. can relate that there is a positive. Yeah, there is a more positive way, but it will be depend how you use it. So if you don't know how to use it, and then in short, you could get a negative impact. So, yeah, Absolutely. I totally agree for your answer, um, Stephen. So thank you so much. Look at how your, look how your world has changed. Yeah. Look how things change this in your world. And then whether it's the collapse of the real estate market, the uh -huh. collapse of the stock market, collapse of government, collapse of baseball, collapse of Catholic Church, yeah. all of these challenges that your generation has seen, that mm -hmm. you're looking at us with a, like, you know, like, a, you know, maybe a, a, yeah. a, a, a look on your face of, really, guys? Really? <laughs> you want me to trust you after <laughs> what I've been witnessed over the last 25, 30 years? Seriously? Yeah. So it's, 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 really an interesting challenge for your generation for sure exactly it was so yeah and also um i might get you know um book an appointment for you so that you could train me as well because you know i'm just new to um digital marketing actually so yeah i was just been hired i think last 2019 by our ceo lucas james so yeah, yeah. i i'm still on you know um on the process so that I could gain more knowledge and experience about this. So yeah, yeah after this one, we will talk okay. about it. <laughs> so thank you so much, by the way, Stephen. And let's proceed with the next question. Sure. And also, um, how have you adopted the changes in your industry over the years? So this is a great um question. 
Well, let, really, it is a great question. And uh -huh. um, the and, and it was really just recent history where we saw these massive changes, right? Uh -huh. We just three and a half, just three plus years ago, where we saw a shutdown of the industry, of the, uh -huh. the economy due to COVID yeah. and, uh, and how that caused all, all these changes. So what happened at that point was a uh, and uh, my my staff then started staying home. Uh, my one long-term assistant, Dana, uh, I, I've seen Dana maybe once or twice, maybe twice in the last three years. She continues to work for me full time for a long time. She was working out of her house in California and then recently moved up to Las Vegas because of the opportunity to try to buy a home where real estate is more affordable. Mm -hmm. But we didn't miss a step. And we're still doing everything we were doing before, similar to what you and I are doing right now. Yeah. The DocuSign world has changed everything. The technology, the WebEx, yeah. meetings, they've all changed. Uh, my uh, my son, Ben, uh, Ben Ambrosini, who joined me as an advisor again three years ago, um, he, working with me, very successful, doing absolutely wonderful. He moved to Portland. So now him and his wife will both work for me Full time, around Portland, Oregon, which is what five hundred miles away from me. Yet we're doing very, we're, we're very successful. We have great communication. He flies in as is needed, and that is how technology has changed our world uh, and allows us to be that productive. Yeah, uh, you know the 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 way that we're using uh, the 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 um, the CRM I use is called Redtail. It's fabulous. It's got all the details. It's got everything I need in there. Uh, to to uh, to, uh, yeah. to stay on top of clients. When I'm making presentations to clients, wherever you are in the world, yeah, I'm exactly. A meeting, a WebEx meeting, and everything you own is on a screen in front of me. Mm -hmm. And we're building this relationship. So I have wonderful relationship with people that I've never met mm -hmm. because of how technology has allowed us to improve. Uh, technology is also becoming more uh, more affordable, right? Yeah. Uh, as, as it go as it advances, instead of becoming more expensive, it becomes less expensive. So it's making it easier for us to communicate. Cell phones, exactly. relationships. I was in, you know, it, it's just the world has then changed on how we do things. I probably repeated that a few times. That'll be the title of this web of this uh, webinar. The world has changed by Steve Ambersine. There, I just gave it to you. Okay. Oh sure, I'll do that. So yeah, I totally give for what you say um before. Actually, um, I think I just work. Um, remotely when COVID strike as well. That's because that is the time that we are not allowed to go outside. So right. we're just, yeah, we're just living in our house all day. And then what I'm doing during that time since I didn't have work, actually I am a, what we call this, um, yeah, I am working in a BPO company before. So I'm a supervisor in a BPO company before. So, okay. yeah, when COVID strike, actually, we're allowed to work still, but um, it's just that it's so hard, actually, to work during that time because there is a lot of protocols. So what yeah. I did, I just scrolled to LinkedIn. Yeah, I tried to scroll in LinkedIn and then I saw some posts, uh, yeah, some job posts. Yes, um, working remotely, and then that's why I am working now with our company, Tuis.
So we're a digital company actually, and thank you, Lucas, for accepting me as well during that time. Yes. Even though that yes. I yes. I am not still good, and I'm just new to this. So yeah, thank you so much. You're doing a good job. Let's continue on that discussion though, because what we what we just talked about as far as how the world has changed. Mm-hmm. Um, look at the effects that is having. What you working at home and my yeah. staff working at home. Look at the changes on this in the smaller economy that we don't see that often and and the larger one so the smaller economy uh you're looking at fewer car washes you're looking at fewer business being done being exactly. closed being dry clean mm-hmm. you're seeing uh you're seeing uh less work in restaurants you're seeing restaurants closing down because they don't have the staff yeah uh, and that's and that's on the smallest stuff that we don't see on the day-to-day because it's not making headline news that that a dry cleaner is doing less business than it did last year because fewer people are getting dressed up to work anymore, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but how about on the biggest side? What's going to happen to the what's going to happen to the commercial office buildings? Yeah, that's the actually that's one of the problem here in our country as well because some of the people was addicted yeah let's say addicted into working remotely because you know it's convenient yes i know it's convenient because you don't need to you know um take a bath um prepare for your shirt or clothes what you wear to go in office but it's just that your economy will be falls down because no one will um um you know um eat in the restaurant um yeah, yeah, just like that. Right. So yeah, right. there's right. there's an impact as well. Um, if you work from home, it's because the economy will be full down since there's no person working or going outside. Yeah. So and, and look at it and look at it from that look at it from that young couple with two kids. Mm-hmm. You know, daycare is what a thousand, twelve hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. Now, now one of them, maybe both of them, can stay home with the kids saves them that money yeah so how's that affect that's affecting their household it's also affecting the daycare services mm-hmm. so there's there's just little things that we're seeing this change now the commercial real estate is going to be quite interesting because the you know they're trying to force employees to come back i don't see how you could do that and i think there's going to be quite a bit of legal challenges i can imagine the employer sending out uh, sending out reviews of the employee of how wonderful he, she is and what great work he, she has been doing over the last, you know, year or two years or so. And now that employee, now they demanded that employee come back to work and they say, wait a second. No, I think I'm going to stay home. So they threatened to sue them or violate uh, or, or threaten them with firing. And then the employee holds up the sheet of paper and says, wait a minute, uh-huh. you showed how great I was. You know, how can you really justify this? Got to be quite interesting. Now, on the other side, does that present challenges for us? I'm in California. We're having a housing shortage, significant housing shortage. Well, what do we do with these commercial office buildings? Do we turn them into condos? Turn them into housing? Is this a way to alleviate part of that problem? Maybe. Maybe. There was talk, uh, there was, there was talk of uh, of a of a office, of a... Uh, building i don't forget i don't recall where it was might have been the east coast new york new jersey something like that where they were turning one of these parking lots uh because obviously they're affecting now because no few people fewer people are driving to work right 
So that's affecting the, the parking attendants, affecting the, the little grocery store that's at the bottom of the office building. Uh, they're turning these parking lots into organic farms. Mm-hmm. So now they're feeding the local residents, also driving down the amount of pollution because people are not driving back and forth to the supermarket. They're walking to the to the market just up the street in the old commercial building. So we're, this is crazy how quickly and yeah, rapidly. Exactly. So, yeah, actually, yeah, that, that is true. Um, there is a great impact on the other side, but there is still a negative impact on the other side. Just the way I t- um, told you earlier as well. So it will be depend how you manage something. Yeah. So for that one, I couldn't answer because I'm just a normal person working. But mm-hmm. yeah, um, I hope that we could get that um, resolved as soon as possible. And thank you so much, Stephen. And also, Stephen, um, I'd like to ask this for you. So as a business owner and a CEO before, can you share any specific tactics or tools that you've been used um, that is effective in growing your business? Well, are we talking about a financial planning business? We're talking about any business, my type of business? Yeah, your type of business. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, I'm not the most, I'm not the smartest guy in the world. I'm not the most Mm -hmm. uh, educated man in the world. I'm not the, I'm not the guy with the spreadsheets and I'm not the Mm -hmm. most, I'm a technical wizard. That's not me. I'm a, I'm a relationship guy. And I'm more about uh, about people getting to know people, working with people, helping them out. Uh, there's 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 things that I've done in my career that have helped me, and, and part of it is part of it is just to not just to be there for people when you need them. Uh, try to uh, focus on their needs, not yours. I've developed a very good approach with clients where I have a very mm-hmm. long interview process where I really ask them a lot of deep personal probing questions. Yeah. And that is the way to get for me to get to know them better so I can really understand their process and their, 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 uh, their challenges and their fears. I have, I have, I have questions that I'll ask clients like what, what keeps you up at night? What are you worried about? What's on your mind when you're lying in bed and you're trying to fall asleep? What are you thinking about? Let's so that's those are issues that we're going to try to try to help and, mm-hmm. and resolve. And we have all the products to do that. It's, it's all about getting to know them deep, uh, deeply, and understanding it. Um, I, I from if I was going to build a career from from scratch, I would I would often reach out to everybody I knew and just ask if I could if I could be their their planner. Uh, I would. Uh, it was a this this is a goofy question, but I would I used it many, many, many times, particularly if you know when you get back to my early, my story that at the at the at a point in my life 23 years ago where I was very successful and I built a fantastic practice in our in Phoenix, Arizona, I picked up and moved. And I picked up and I moved to California for many reasons. Uh, one of them was I want to get back to the beach. You know, I want to get back to the surfing. Uh, but there was other reasons. And but I started over. Mm-hmm. I literally, after being in Korea for twenty plus years, I literally started over. 
before we had the technology we have today. Yeah. And what I did to everybody I met, everybody I met, I asked them one question. Would you have an objection to talking to me about your life insurance? And that's the question. Mm -hmm. And from there, I was ready with answers if they said yes or no. But the goal was, if they said no, then great. When, how can we get, when can we get together? How about Monday or Tuesday afternoon? What's best for you? If they said yes, there was usually a reason why. Now, you can change that to investments, your retirement. You can change whatever you want. Yeah. But that's how I built my practice. Um, and then I just got into the community. In a town I didn't know anybody, I just got into the community and just met everybody I could and shook, my, shook hands and just let them know I was a resource. Mm-hmm. So that was how I built my practice, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate today to to uh, the, to have benefited from that. Mm, I see, and thank you so much for that one, Stephen. Um, at least we could um you know gather some information as well, um, and we could practice as well at the same time for what you share. 